Welcome to the Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast, a podcast created to inform patients, families, and caregivers about important health transformation topics. Since the 2001 Crossing the Quality Chasm Report by the Institute of Medicine, our nation's healthcare system has recognized its need to improve quality of care by way of six important aims that make healthcare safe, efficient, effective, patient-centered, timely, and equitable. But we cannot hope to cross this chasm and achieve these aims until we make fundamental changes to the whole healthcare system. All levels of this work require dramatic improvements from the patient's experience. So this podcast is dedicated to you, the voices most underutilized resource in healthcare, our patients' voices. Welcome, and we hope you enjoy the Patient Partner Innovation Community Podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Natasha Washington, president and founder of ATW Health Solutions and sponsor for the Patient Partner Innovation Community. Follow the PPIC community online at atwhealth.com. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of our podcast, Patient Partner Innovation Community. I am your Desiree Collins-Bradley, and I am really excited to dive into this topic today. We have a special guest with us, Tracy Kranzik. Is she there? I'm here. I'm here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So I'm really excited to kind of dive into this. We're going to talk about engaging those vulnerable populations and spreading their stories. And Tracy is involved with so many things. I I would say she's the Renaissance woman of of all things. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I like that. I know. You know, when we first had our conversation, I was like, wow, you're doing this and you're doing that. You say I'm busy. You're busy, too. So I'm happy that you took the time out to kind of share what you're doing with our guests and hopefully, you know, pique their interest so they can get started and do some things, too. So before we get started, why don't you introduce yourself, Tracy, to our listeners? Sure. So my name is Tracy Granzik, and I lead um, and founded the Center for Healthcare Narratives at the MedStar Institute for Quality and Safety. And that is a mouthful, I know. Um, I, it's a <laughs> kind of a niche um, that I've built out of working with some fabulous people who kind of laid the groundwork for patient stories in healthcare to, to drive change. And mm-hmm. it, it, I really grew up around the patient safety leadership of Dave Mayer and Tim McDonald. Um, and now that I met MedStar, I've met people like Chris Goschel, who are just doing some incredible work. Kelly Smith, who's doing some great research. Natasha Washington, Marty Hatley. I mean, the list goes on. Helen Haskell, Rosemary Gibson. Um, (laughs) Yes. A student of their, um, the work that they've built, the foundation that they've Mm -hmm. built, and we've kind of just accelerated it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That's really cool. You know, I had the pleasure of working with Kelly Smith. You know, she is a wonderful, I would say, big brain researcher. But she is so approachable and so humble. So I've been, you know, working with her around diagnostic error and research. And I have to say, she's doing some great things. So MedStar hosted us recently. So we are, I was impressed with what MedStar was doing. And so when I connected the dots with you, I was like, oh, 
this is perfect. You know, it's like they're, they're doing some great things in that store. So that's really, really cool. So one of the things I really want you to kind of dive in and talk about is the Please See Me project that you were working on. Why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about that and um, share with our listeners what exactly is Please See Me? So thanks for giving us the opportunity to talk about it. This is kind of a labor of love. And it's, it's one of those things that if you build it, they will come kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, I recently finished an MFA in screenwriting and creative nonfiction, and a lot of the narratives that I was working on had to do with health in that program. And I saw the need for a community, a place to build community of voices that haven't been heard in healthcare. Mm-hmm. So Please See Me is, is two things, actually. It's a short narrative film that we produced mm-hmm. at Red Star to connect patient and provider that has been picked up by different health systems. CMS used it for their 2016 quality meeting as their foundational piece for that meeting. It's a short, I think it's about a three and a half minute video that's out on the MedStar Institute for Quality and Safety video library. Mm -hmm. And the premise of that video was connecting patients and providers on Mm -hmm. the same level. That video served as the muse and the spirit and the mission that was attached to that video for an online literary magazine called Please See Me for Mm -hmm. Healthy Narratives. And we are now about to produce our third issue. It has exponentially gained recognition and exposure. And I mean, we're getting incredible talent, talented Mm -hmm. people submitting poetry, fiction, creative nonfiction, artwork, some amazing digital artwork and photography. I've interviewed, yeah, I mean, it's just, it was one of those things where there was a lot of uh, medical narrative, literary communities and lit bags Mm -hmm. and places to submit. But I felt like we needed a place where anybody felt welcome to tell their Mm -hmm. household story. And it has been great because we have authors who are doctors, retired Mm -hmm. physicians, epidemiologists, um, God, uh, poet laureates, um, professors, students, health science students um, are submitting some just incredible literary Mm -hmm. um, creative nonfiction and fiction. So I've been just blown away by the, the response Mm-hmm. having this available. Wow, that is so amazing. And it sounds like you have a very kind of mixture, right? You've got healthcare providers and students and patients. And sometimes that's hard to bring everybody together. But it sounds like you've done a really good job making sure that it's very like all encompassing of everybody. When you say that welcoming environment, it sounds extremely welcoming. And I wish that I had that poetic talent so that I could submit something. Unfortunately, uh, you know, I haven't, the, the arts isn't, hasn't been my thing, but you know, it's like you may inspire me to put, put my pen to paper and do a little something. So, Or I photos. Think, I mean, artists, mm-hmm. I believe everybody has a story to tell. So I don't believe you mm-hmm. for a second that you don't, <laughs> you don't have a creative <laughs> inclination. I think, I think people sometimes forget what is creative and and the work that you're doing just by putting this podcast together and and inviting different people to talk, that's being a creative spirit. So 
Well, thank you. I didn't think about it that way, but I guess you're right. Really, 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 really cool. So, you know, and, and I, when we first had our conversation, I went online and I started looking, looking through it. And I said, you know, Tracy is on to something. You know, I see some very vulnerable populations being represented here. And so I really would like you to kind of talk to our audience about that part of it. How were you able to engage those vulnerable populations and really give a voice, I often say, to the voiceless? Yeah, you know, that is um, a, a topic and a, and a mission near and dear to my heart for a number of reasons. Um, and, and I think it's just creating a place where people feel welcome that, you know, there is, there is no barrier to entry to submit something to please see me other than having a good story to tell and mm-hmm. hopefully hitting a few of the, you know, the literary um, levels that, that we're trying to achieve, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. anybody, you know, you don't have to have an MD. You, you don't have to be a published author. Um, we're, we're, we want your stories. We want you to mm-hmm. share your stories more so for us, but for that person who doesn't know they need to connect with somebody just like them in this yeah. you know yes absolutely and it's and you know I- it, it spreads that that whole health equity you know i'm always i tell people i'm always looking through the lens of health equity yeah. and what was what really impressed me about please see me is it was very equitable and sometimes you see things and there's, you know, different things out there in the healthcare environment and it seems a bit one-sided. And oftentimes I don't see people or experiences kind of that look like me. So that was really refreshing oh, to see. So good to hear because that is, you know, my, I keep joking that this is my third act and uh, mm-hmm. my, the, <laughs> my third <laughs> act is definitely, you know, pointed in giving uh, voice to those who have not had a voice in the past. I mean, mm-hmm. in this last pain issue, I interviewed Alec Kotlowitz, mm-hmm. who wrote There Are No Children Here back in the 80s. And mm-hmm. his book this summer that came out was uh, An American Summer, uh, Love and Death in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to show by interviewing him. I mean, that's one of the fantastic things that we have mm-hmm. um, open to us is who we interview the Mm -hmm. authors that we choose, um, book reviews that we do. I mean, that alone has given some real depth to this online lit mag. Yeah. Um, But Alec Kotlowitz, I've admired his work for such a long time because he was telling the stories of those who didn't have a voice. Mm -hmm. Sitting with him this summer for this interview was just, you know, it was a dream come true from a writer's perspective, but also to show the healthcare community that this is all connected. You cannot, yes. you can't think that health stops at the doors of a hospital. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's done yeah. that just by being a journalist. Yeah. You know, and, and we always talk about like most recently I was having a conversation and it was a couple of patients and some clinicians and we were on a break from a session, the conference that I was at. And we're just sitting there talking and we started getting into the whole health equity conversation. And so I was like, okay, I'm always, you know, the one kind of with the flame, you know, burning the flame. And I said, let me just see what everybody else has to say at the table. And so different people were kind of chiming in, but it was so focused on um, the patients. How do we get them in the doors? How do we 
do that part and, and getting the patients to come into the healthcare system. And I say, well, you know, you ever thought about maybe we need to take a different approach with this. Maybe we need to work on how do we reach, how do we reach them in their communities yeah. instead of us having to feel we need to kind of drag them in the doors why not meet them where they are and make open it to a more welcoming environment? And they all looked at me like I had said something like Picasso. And I was like, you know, it just seems like common sense to me, but you well, know, that's just me. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't fit the business model. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. But you right? know, we have to start thinking outside the box because I... same old, same old isn't going to really make drive change. We keep doing the same old things. We keep, engaging patients and caregivers and families in the same ways, we're not going to reach them. We're going to keep going. And so I think the fact that you're doing something that's so outside the box is refreshing. It really is refreshing and hopefully will inspire others to kind of say, Hey, you know, maybe I'll try to do something a little bit different. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's really, really, really great. So you guys have been, so you've been really supported by MedStar Health, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, Dave Mayer is, I call him the Pied Piper of patient safety. Um, <laughs> I love that. He really, he really has given so many people of a place to share their voice, when it, especially when it comes to patient stories. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I met and, and, and kind of grew up in this um, area by meeting people that he introduced me to and gave me the privilege of helping tell their stories. Mm-hmm. People like Helen Haskell and Patty Skolnick. Um, you know, I've met Sorrel King through the Patient and Family <laughs> Advisory Councils for Quality yes. PFAC. PFAC, yes. Yes. Um, you know, so I've met just, you know, the best of the best. And I, you know, yeah. that's how, where I met Natasha. That's how I met you. Yes. Um, you know, it's all kind of like this. Um, we're all connected in some way. And mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think, you know, I, I think we have to do more all over to, mm-hmm. to really bring in the people who have not had a seat at the table and, Absolutely. and have not been heard because mm-hmm. those stories will help us create a healthcare that really addresses the needs of everyone. Absolutely. And I always say, and I use this term, maybe I need to trademark it. I don't know, but I always use the term there's power in the patient's story because I think a lot of times people say, Oh, you know, that's just my story. And I said, you know, there's serious power in the patient's story. And I remember, you know, I just recently met Helen, Helen Haskell at um, a conference, but I had seen her video. This was, and it was like alignment, like all the stars were aligned. Yeah. A couple mornings before I was to meet her and I didn't know she was going to be in attendance on my newsfeed and on social media, her, a, a little snippet of her video came up. And that morning I pulled it up and I I played it as I'm getting my kids ready for school. And her story was so impactful about what happened with her and her son and that um, delay in treatment and and error in diagnosis. But the way she shared the story was in such a powerful way. It gives me goosebumps now that I'm um, thinking about it. And so when you say, you know, sharing those, those stories, there is, great power in those stories and it kind of rejuvenated me and when I saw her it was almost like I was meeting a rock star I was like oh my goodness it's you in the flesh and she's looking at me like uh do I know you <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We, we we did that 
we did that mm-hmm. narrative. Did you know that? I did not know that. It was amazing. Yeah. So Dave, um, God, this was in 2008. Mm-hmm. That's how this whole journey kind of started. Maybe it was 2007. He said, will you help us tell a patient story of harm that we're going to use to educate mm-hmm. our students and residents at the Telluride Patient Safety Summer Camps? Mm-hmm. And that changed my career. Meeting Helen changed my career. I was on the business side of healthcare at the time. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, sitting across from her while they were interviewing her, mm-hmm. I could write some of the narrative around it, around the, yeah. yeah. And it was just life changing. I, I mean, Helen is just such a, oh, she is just um, such an incredible woman to, she is. to to tell his story, her story. Yeah, um, it's hard, absolutely. you know, it's hard. It is hard. It is hard. And I tell, you know, a lot of times I work with um, patient advocacy groups and PFACs locally and both nationally. And sometimes it is hard to kind of work through the pain of whatever it is you've experienced to kind of tell your story. And I always tell them, I'm like, you know, you can work through it, but it also could be a healing um, process for you as well. I know, you know, I've experienced diagnostic errors with my daughter, you know, different things in my life around healthcare, which kind of drove me into why I'm all things healthcare quality improvement. And sometimes it is hard. Sometimes I, I can share the story over and over and over and over. And then other days I'll share it and it'll hit me in a totally different way. Yeah. But I still say, you know, there's, there's tremendous amount of healing and sharing those stories and conveying them in a way that others will receive them. You know, and that's why I was so impressed with the way Helen shared her story in the narrative that now that I know that you were, you know, co-creating of that was that although she experienced this devastating event with her son, she could have been a very angry, bitter, rightfully so mother. And she turned that energy into his loss, into such a wonderful advocacy moment. And the way she shared her story was beautiful. So I had no idea you were a part of that. But now it totally makes sense, Tracy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, that, you know, I've seen that film over 50 times, uh, going to the Telluride Patient Safety Summer Camps, being there in the room where the students Mm-hmm. hear and see that story for the first time and then Helen gets up to speak afterwards okay. and there's wow. barely a dry eye in the room and they don't forget that I mean that's learning yep. experiential learning heartfelt yep. learning yes. that you don't get in a textbook or a PowerPoint presentation no absolutely not yeah. Yeah. and I think that's why it's always important as we work in health care quality improvement, whether it's, you know, patient safety events or hospital harms or different like sepsis or whatever it is that your hospital or anything that you're working on to make sure that they bring in, you know, not only that patient representative, but that patient voice and that patient story, because it kind of connects the head with the heart. So they remember, you know, it kind of brings you that level set. Okay, this is why I'm doing this. It's not, you know, numbers on a spreadsheet, but there's actual outcomes and people and stories behind these events. And so, 
you know, great, great, great work there. So, you know, as you've been, and you've been doing this a long time, it sounds like Tracy. And so, you know, I know there's people and patients that are listening to this podcast and thinking, you know, I'm struggling to find my voice or I could be a provider or a health system. And I don't quite know how to engage, right? Those patients to kind of bring those voices heard. What kind of advice would you give those first for those patients and also, you know, the healthcare providers and systems as well? I know it's kind of like a two part question. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think for, for patients and families and caregivers of patients who are listening, know you're not alone, you know, and I think going to com and reading some of those stories, you'll find kindred spirits going mm-hmm. to the MedStar Institute for Quality and Safety's um, website. Our video library has so many patient stories there that just so you know that you're not alone is a great place to start. Mm-hmm. I think you'll also see um, that your story matters because mm-hmm. these other stories matter too. And a critical mass has formed. I really believe that we're at a tipping point. And mm-hmm. I, I think our patient stories have helped us arrive at where we are, we Mm -hmm. still have a lot of work to do. So what stories aren't there? Provider stories, provider stories, you know, the other side of these um, issues or providers Mm -hmm. who haven't had a, had a voice, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what's missing? What, what are the stories of, of what we're not hitting Mm -hmm. in the narratives that exist? You know, those things have to be brought to the forefront and told. Um, And as far as, providers who are trying to engage patients and families in in telling their own stories, you know, I think in healthcare, in any area of healthcare, we're so privileged to be with people sometimes at their most joyous times when they're having babies or, you know, there's, there's good parts of healthcare too. Good reasons why you're accessing the healthcare system. You can help people craft a a wellness plan. You know, Mm -hmm. you can help them manage diabetes and heart disease in a way that makes them healthy. You know, you Mm -hmm. can celebrate their wins, but you don't know any of what they're dealing with, either joyous or, you know, cancer diagnoses or the tough Mm -hmm. things, unless you sit down and ask them about who they are and and what matters to them. Mm -hmm. It's engaging in the conversations that matter. And then, you know, as far as is kind of um, accumulating patient narratives within a practice to use in this similar way to to provide um, kind of like a library of of work that others can go to for um, camaraderie or, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, my whole thing is to know you're not alone. As humans, we want to know we're loved. We have purpose. And we're not alone. It's pretty yes. simple, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't hurt me, heal me. Um, yes. Be safe, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not rocket science. Um, you know, crafting a narrative that's going to be published by a publishing house, that's a whole nother mm-hmm. level. But, I mean, the Please See Me is a great starting point if you want to mm-hmm. tell a story, get your feet wet. Um, I did a fabulous workshop for Mm -hmm. learning how to tell stories and I could not believe the engagement and the participation from non English majors, non storytellers. Mm -hmm. It was, there were tears. There's always tears when a good story is told, right? 
make yes. them laugh, make them cry kind, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So I think find people who know how to do it, invite them in, sit around, you know, spitball, learn from those who are doing it mm-hmm. already. And, um, and know that your story matters. I think that's the biggest thing. Know that our, we matter. Everybody matters who's listening. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And that, that, so what's next? It sounds like, you know, you've got many irons in the fire. So do we have a, what, volume four, act four for Please See Me? What's next, Tracy? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Please See Me, um, our third issue is coming out in December. Our fourth issue, we're still taking submissions. Okay. The theme for that is hope. But we're also having a writing contest for issues related to mental health. So any issue, homelessness, addiction, loss, um, you know, finding a good treatment plan, finally finding a good therapist, finally finding, you know, a diagnosis. Oh, Um, I love that. Wide open. Yes. So So it's. So it's available. So where, if if there's someone listening that would like to submit, put a submission, where would they need to go? Would it be Please See Me website? Please See Me.com is the website. And then there's okay. a submissions um, header right in the, submissions button right in the header bar. Yeah. Okay, great. Please See Me.com. So for those listening, get those stories in. You know, I, I would love for one of our listeners to submit and then come back and say, hey, guess what? I'm in. I would love that. Love that. Love that. So, well, Tracy, this has been a wonderful, wonderful um, co- podcast episode with you. And so before I let you go, any last words for our listeners tuning in tonight? Oh my gosh, I have so many last words on this topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I was just this past weekend with the director of Steve Burroughs, who's the director mm-hmm. of the HBO documentary Bleed Out. Oh, um, I have loved you seen it. That? Okay. I have seen it and I loved it, but it enraged me like you. Yes, right? So yes. that's what good stories do. We mm-hmm. are we're trying to figure out what's next, you know, what's mm-hmm. bleed out part two, yeah. but also healthcare systems have to pay attention to what is happening to patients That's after right. they leave their care while they're in their care, mm-hmm. especially in, in the, in rural hospitals in areas where, you know, Judy was a single retired mm-hmm. woman who yes. basically had no real recourse in that health system and they were treated so poorly and it was enraging i mean i can't talk to anyone who's in our world who wasn't Mm -hmm. ready to throw something through their tv yes to know and that's that is the thing you know to know and love the patients and families that i've come to know and love Mm -hmm. by being privileged to tell their story it's personal to me now and i i guess what i would want my parting shot would be we have to do better. And we, mm-hmm. we've been telling these stories for so long now. We have to do right by them, by these yes. families, by us. Yes. It could be you. It is yeah. you. You've been there. Yeah. But it could be anybody listening that is on the other side of an event or other side of a, mm-hmm. you know, just a lack of caring, you know, a diagnosis because healthcare professionals are so overworked. It's yes. kind of like this, you know, this um, hamster wheel 
Yes, it is. Um, that needs to be fixed, and we need to figure out how to how to fix it. Right, we can't yeah. quit. There's no, no quitting. No quitting. It's more work to be done. I said, well, well Tracy, you know, I just want to thank you for joining us and sharing your wonderful Please See Me move. I'm going to say it's a movement um, with our listeners, and, you know, I can't wait to see what's to come and and the new things that you are working on, I am very, very excited about that. So thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you so much for having me. I, yeah. I, thank you. You're so welcome. And as always, we want to thank our partner and sponsor, Dr. Natasha Washington and ATW Health Solutions. And as always, guys, be engaged. Follow the PPIC community online at atwhealth.com.